0: Hello and welcome to the 4.0 podcast. I'm David aka Dangerous Dave and I'm joined by two regulars who will let introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Postmortem, otherwise uh, known as Isaac, and uh, I'm Dan, Slightly
1: Live, and uh, hello.
0: We're here to discuss the recent E3 reveals, mostly the fiction side, because the gameplay has been talked about on a lot of different sites. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should go to the wonderful Forward Unto Dawn E3 2012 hub. You can find it at forwarduntodawn.com slash <laughs> E3 2012.
2: Is that what we're going with, really?
0: Go now. <laughs> All right. I actually did use the E3 hub Quite a bit during e three uh so what did you guys think about what we saw at the event overall?
2: I was honestly really shocked like it was <clears throat> yeah, it was not what I expected at all, and I think because of that like i I wasn't able to like emotionally wrap my head around what I was seeing it it really it took like a full day to sink in, and then after that point. I started watching it again, and again, and again. And every time it gets better and better.
1: I just thought we should... Watch <laughs> Really, is, it, is that all you can do, really? Ugh, I'll go
0: play some God of War 4 on my PlayStation 3, <laughs> man. What about Far Cry 3? Wait, so I didn't even see that. What was that, like... Everyone was going on about what exactly was so horrible about that trailer? It was just... I didn't actually see the beginning,
2: but I heard that it just kind of... Trying to be in your face about all the different mature aspects. Oh, okay. Rated M for Mature. Uh, I won't even go into it. You can watch it. Okay, I'll have to look that up.
1: It's not Halo.
0: <laughs> yes, not Halo. I mean, I personally was pretty impressed because I thought they did a really good job of showing us a lot without showing us a lot. Like, as much as I know. I definitely was afraid, oh god, they're gonna show it like the villain and it's not gonna be interesting anymore because I don't care about spoilers, but I guess there's a certain amount of showmanship I like in my games. And I was really glad that with what they showed us, like reassuring, like this is Halo, this is the cool things we're gonna do, but also keeping a lot of mystery about what was going on.
1: Wait, 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 you were expecting them to show the villain? That's like expecting expecting to see the Gravemind during the halo 2 reveal all
0: right well no one could have right, i still remember i remember playing that game co-op and like going to set the table with my brother and then coming back and there was a talking plan and i was like what the heck's going on <laughs> that's not quite but this time obviously they've been hyping up this different villain and stuff so i mean yeah it's I can imagine that Microsoft, like the higher ups, would be like, well, why don't you tell them? So I do appreciate having this mystery about it.
1: Well, isn't Halo's built on mystery, isn't it? It's built on keeping the hardcore fans guessing, speculating. If that wasn't there, it wouldn't be Halo.
0: And there wouldn't be this site. Hey. Forward to calm exploring the deeper secrets of Halo. Just repping the brand. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the last time you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah.
0: uh, So, let's uh, let's break down the trailer. Well, it starts off with the I think the most surprising part, even though it wasn't. That meaty fiction-wise was that it starts with a live-action trailer.
1: Yeah, that was also that was a surprise. I don't think, was. don't think anyone was expecting a live-action intro.
0: And it was confirmed that this was in no way, shape, or form related to *Ford unto Dawn*, the upcoming film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think it's just because well, they're still having just recently finished filming. Yeah, the the four and the dawns, that wouldn't have been radic. So this must have been done a lot earlier. Well, not a lot earlier, but earlier.
2: I'm actually a little disappointed that that doesn't tie in with four and the dawn because they got one really cool actor to to show up there, and that was the I forget his name, but the guy from Aliens, which which was to me that was just so fitting to have one of the guys from a movie that helped to create Halo essentially in a Halo production. Wait. Which guy was the captain? The captain. Who was he? Yeah. Who uh, is he? Oh, What's his character? Um, guy who carries the turret. The the turret is. You'd have to give
0: the me like a. I just a line of dialogue remember, like not the we're screwed man. I assume not any of the dropship pilots. Not the. God, I'm so ashamed of myself right now. I really should know this. Obviously, not the black dude. <laughs>
2: He never really
0: did that much in the movie, I don't think. Did he get killed in the the first wave when they go into the the environment thing? I think so.
2: Okay, well. Gosh, quit asking me questions because I'm getting more and more ashamed of myself
0: with everyone. Um, looking it that up. That sounds awesome. Like, I don't know if that was a train or something, but... But did you recognize him or did he just see that somewhere? No, I, uh, well, the first time I didn't recognize it.
2: I, I recognized something about him. I knew he was familiar from somewhere. And then I went and watched it again, and I was like, wait a minute. no way.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting because they've been giving us, we learned about the Infinity and Glasslands, and obviously we've been hearing about it as the place where all these Spartan Fords are training, and then there's this happy dialogue over it voiceover saying yes and this the infinity will boldly go where no ship in this franchise has gone before i did think that was pretty cool to have that sort of uh mentality of space exploration in halo i don't Mm -hmm. know if it was supposed to be actually true or not or they were just like that was the kind of like unsc propaganda or something it would be cool but i'm not sure why you would go on a mission of exploration with all of your super soldiers. To me it sounds more like that's probably the cover story for why they were going to Requiem. They find out and then that's the the official launch of the ship and then they go. What find what?
1: It. what 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 what
0: that the the whole peaceful exploration, these are the voyages of the starship Infinity, is just because they found out where Requiem is and they know something's there.
1: Uh but that's no I don't
0: um, but um the
1: the visuals and that part if you watch the captain's face he can't he can't brown himself whenever the viewport changes from whatever it was he was expecting to the to the gaping planet hole that opens up
0: to suck them in. He kinda looks a
1: little bit uh shocked.
0: Well, I don't think he was expecting the giant planet to suck him in, obviously, but
1: But the doors were opened slowly and you were seen the open slow but it was just suddenly Transition from one scene to the next scene. Almost as if the ship was
0: I don't know, maybe I
2: don't know. Well it got it got scanned or
0: whatever, so you can Yeah, I really I really doubt that the infinity was there coincidentally. It's all a massive coincidence. I'm telling you, you get down there, and then George is going to be chilling out like, hey, man. Slipspace teleported me here. What's up? Yeah. What crazy random happenstance. Might as well throw in Sergeant Forge, too. Oh, yeah. True.
1: Hey, whatever whatever uh, scans the Infinity during that live action stuff, it does the old uh, <clears throat> video game film villain mistake of... Uh, Stamping their uh, logo, their logo
0: right on the screen.
1: Yeah, so I'm scanning you, and just to make sure you know who's scanning you, here's the logo, so you don't
0: forget. You know, it's like this calling card. <laughs> oh, what seems to be the Didac symbol? Diddick? Similar. Didact Sorry. What the hell, Didac? <laughs> Didact. Didact.
1: Something is, like is that is like the the character of Riddick's brother, Diddick. <laughs>
0: Shosh, oh, okay. that movie's awesome. I was watching it yesterday. Anyhow. I've still never made it all the way through that movie. What, Pitch Black or Chronicles of Riddick? Chronicles. Chronicles is not worth getting through.
1: I think I watched Tam minutes off it and I fell asleep. Literally fell asleep. I'm making
0: another one. Actually, <laughs> jumping
2: back a little bit in the trailer, um, before they show up at Requiem, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this planet that the Infinity is being commissioned at. Because it's pretty it, shiny.
0: yeah. It's all very... Uh...
2: CGI-like, almost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not there, and it's some sort of computer-generated world. Maybe it's all on the Infinity's holodeck. <laughs> I wondered if part of if they were actually standing on the Infinity, though, just because it looked like it was, they were on like, an aircraft carrier's bridge or something. That's what I thought at first. I'm not sure where exactly that's supposed to be, because it doesn't look anything like we've seen really on the they don't look like anything we've seen on earth as far as skyscrapers go
1: it could be another
0: city on earth that wasn't destroyed or well true we haven't seen a whole lot except for one one part of mombasa but
1: yeah we seen a small fraction of africa it's not really indicative of the rest and, of the entire planet.
0: yeah cleveland <laughs> and wasn't there uh sydney well, we didn't really see Sydney. Apparently, it's a dump, so... Well, Sydney was in... Um, in Glasslands.
2: Terminals in Anniversary.
0: Oh, yeah, briefly. briefly. You're right. But, but still, the architecture... That's right. I really wondered why they had Sydney, because there was nothing about Keyes' life that pointed to Sydney before, was there?
2: Wasn't the conference... Uh, wasn't that the conference where he and Halsey ended
0: up meeting up, or...? Um that might be. I'd have to check the journal. That could be it. Actually. Yeah, I can't
2: I don't have it off the top of my head, but something like that is uh sounding really familiar.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: But yeah, I'd really like to know what city, what planet this is. 'Cause uh I mean just artistically, architectural architecturally
0: can't even say that. Gosh yeah, give me give me crap about Diddict and someone can't say architecture, right? <laughs>
1: Right, right, let's, let's just you know, move on from the architectural designs of this CGI city, because I don't think we're going to be uh, placing any
2: If you look here.
0: really closely in the clouds, you can see who the villain is for Hitler <laughs> 4 <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, yeah. Dave, you're going to have so much editing to do
0: for this one. Oh, I'm leaving it all in. I'm going to do it raw. <laughs> Bigger, longer, and uncut. Forward onto Dom podcast. Oh, We need to stop going on tangents. I admit that's my problem, too. But anyway. Um, there's, there's
2: one other thing that I want to bring up. Um, it's interesting because uh, actually underneath the Infinity in one of the shots, we see another type of ship that looks very similar to the Spirit of Fire. And I haven't heard anyone talking about this yet. But during one shot, I swear it's like extending or has parts moving on it.
0: Are you talking about the shot where there's like what appears to be a um, frigate next to it?
2: No, no.
0: It's right in the beginning. I mean, it's in the, fir-
2: in the first like 15 seconds. It literally looks like the ship itself is extending.
0: A docking arm? I have no idea. I'm, I'm looking at it. I still don't know what that's supposed to be. We can throw a, a picture in the... We can make like show notes and stuff so people have an idea what we're saying in the actual page, yeah, I have no idea what that is though I think
2: it's interesting how it looks
0: like the spirit of fire, so it's
2: it's uh which was a civilian ship, so it could have something to do with it,
0: yeah, all right, well, anything else about the live action trailer?
2: I'm letting it play right now, yeah, I know there's more that I think um. When he's looking at the ship and it, like, pulls apart, is that just giving, like, a cross-section of the ship, or are there actual components that separate?
0: I think it's just, a, a like, an exploding view, dynamic exploding view. That's
2: what I thought at first, but, like, every time I've watched it, it just kind of strikes me more and more.
0: Well, I think it's it's kind of weird because the captain's looking at it like, oh, this is cool, and, like, you should <laughs> know what your ship looks like. but Or maybe...
2: Maybe the Didact is exploding the ship literally, or whoever the villain is.
1: Or maybe he's just looking at it proudly and planning out some shakedown
0: exercises? Some sort of war games. Like a Thursday war? I don't know. But it's I do think it's interesting that did they actually did they mention in the um impressions of the first level that do we see the ship get scanned? I don't think I don't
2: remember that. Maybe it's similar to how uh, Spark scanned the yeah, bottom. Yeah,
1: Let's just going to say that. But then again, if, if it's, if it's forerunner sensors and scanners, and there's some kind of activation and letting people pass, so they let, remember in Halo 1 with, with the anniversary, uh, like you were saying there, Isaac, that the Spark scanned uh, the human vessel, ooh, the Reclaimers, let them through, and let all the evil people chasing them in through with them as well, you know? So... I wouldn't trust four-hundred scanners or doors.
2: I think there's still more to it that we don't know.
1: And why is there all rubbish as well during the artwork? During the artwork, in the artwork, that you can see, there's all crap floating about. Those doors, it's like they don't let all the ships pass and they just sort of ping off. You suck them in. Is that good or bad? Bad ping.
2: At the same time, though, uh, the forward unto dawn was in the process of exploding as it was getting sucked in. So.
1: Yeah, but look at the wreckage in the artwork. That's more than just forward on the
0: dawn debris. Well, but it also shows a Covenant cruiser being a third of the size of the forward onto the dawn so I think it's kind of artistic license. Yeah, yeah, scale's a little. probably a little off in those.
1: I'm, I'm not talking about the cover art. I'm talking about the earlier art that shows the same sort of area.
2: Remember? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm thinking about.
1: Yeah, not the not the new box key art
2: stuff. It where was one game. of the last shots in the concept art trailer before the flashy Promethean red all over the place.
1: Oh, Promethean red. Oh, look at you, making assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> they got the same legs. I mean... No, they don't. No, they don't. Look at those legs. Damn different legs. Don't say
0: that. Skipping ahead. Jeez. <laughs> all right, well... <laughs> He it brought it
1: up. He brought it up. Me to we'll get it. to that.
0: We'll get to that. All right. So we switched from the live action with questionable acting to CG land with um, Master Chief and Cortana and the Infinity coming out kind of sparking and all emp or whatever.
1: The live action transitioning into the game like that was
2: just awesome.
0: Yeah. It, it worked really, really well. Yeah. Right before E3, they showed that picture, but we only had a small shot of the Chief looking up with this great background. But in- See, whenever I get to that point in the game
1: and uh, the Chief looks up, and it's in the in-game cutscene, and the, the Infinity pops his head through the clouds, I'm going to be thinking of that really bad actor with the really bad hair running in slow-mo <laughs> down that corridor on that ship. That's the one thing I'm going to be thinking about when I see that ship in that game at that moment when I play it.
0: Well, I think for most people they'll forgotten bad eighties hair lady in the future and seen how kick ass that scene is. And it actually it was it was a lot went the long way for I still don't really like the Mark Six stuff that they've done to the armor, but they've definitely made it look a lot better than it originally did. Wait, Chiefs Chief's armor? Yeah, the Chief's armor. It definitely looks a lot better.
1: Before we go on to that, I think we're, we're dodging an important thing here. The ship goes to planet. Planet opens its butthole, opens lets the ship in. Why is the, the ship sort of shitting out electric and stuff and malfunctioning and crashing? Like, What what the hell? Did Planet EMP bomb the ship when it scanned it? That the scans interfere with every single convenient electronic device on the ship? Why is it all like going bzzz?
0: Or it's being controlled by an external force. I think that is z- z- is just kind of really obvious plot. Z- z- like let's let's make this obvious that it's not going in under its own power. I guess.
1: So they lost control of their own ship and it's being steered in and landed.
2: Crashed.
1: But why? It doesn't make any sense. Why would they? Why would this planet take the ship in and force it to land? and then send little armies of little e- evil AI, then they attack it to me. Oh.
2: Because the Didact needs an army to fight the evil guy.
1: And I do have a question as well that that live-action thing makes me ask, and that's going by what well, I knew of the Infinity from reading Classlands, from the mention of it. Why is there no Spartan Force? We haven't seen them yet. Yeah, but but why were they not mentioned? Why were they not shown? Why were they not even hinted at at all during that live-action thing at all anywhere?
0: If you want the honest answer, it's probably budget reasons. Like, they were using, like, military surplus stuff for a lot of the actors. I think just the fact that they weren't going to make...
1: They could have inserted CGI Spartans just like they insert a CGI city into the background during one of those scenes easily.
0: But animating a CGI Spartan is a lot harder than a matte painting of a city. Who says
1: they have to animate? It could be just standing. There's a couple of scenes where everyone's standing around, standing still. They could have inserted Spartans or. All right, Danny, there.
0: as someone who has worked on. On commercial shoots, I'm gonna say that you do not have proper respect for how much work that stuff can take.
1: Oh, uh, don't you dare pull a rank on me on this! <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> the thing is, they didn't show the Spartans anywhere. Didn't hint there's even Spartans on board. All we know is that this this this, this crew is just a bunch of bumbling random dudes given what we know about the Infinity from Glasslands, and given our own advanced meta-knowledge of what the Infinity is about in the Spartan Forge, not seeing any of it in the live-action thing there is a bit telling, I think. It's possible.
2: It's possible. I don't get that feeling from it, but it's definitely worth bringing up. And that's inter- it's interesting that you make that point.
1: Yeah, the Spartan 4s are absent, and I just have I have theories about that that I'll, I think I'll bring up later.
2: I remember in Glasslands there was a lot of, uh, a lot of complaints over how Karen Travis handled communication across interstellar distances. In that it was it was very instantaneous, whereas in other bits of Halo fiction there was more
0: delay. Well in I think Nyland specifically said that the only way of getting reliable communication was through like slip space relays or something like that, but they were SlipSpace so buoys or Yeah, it was like something that Oni only had a few of and it was yeah like extreme yeah situations you can have everyone's traffic but admittedly parangoski could be running the show with her kilo five team so they might get because okay, i there was a shot of a woman talking to a parent oh yeah, yeah talking to her son live i
1: also like to make a point out as well that the um the the, the communications <laughs> with a spartan team trapped on a shield world might be considered top priority just just for some consideration.
2: Yeah, and it is the most advanced ship in the human fleet, but I just thought I'd bring yeah, that, that up too, just in that
1: case. Yeah, that's, that's also a very good point, yeah. yeah. Then again, if you watch the live-action thing, some woman sitting there, either watching a video of her son or daughter, or are interacting with her son or daughter on the Infinity, so I think that's just a bit of a creative liberty. I just think that it's far too short, that little clip's far too short to draw any serious conclusions from it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although the uh, electrical sparks could tie into them all freaking out at the end and screaming and holding their
0: heads. Yeah, that made me start thinking of uh, Event Horizon for some reason.
1: Yeah, that that, that was weird. I, I, I get the ship control. I get everything else.
2: I don't get that. Yeah, like, why are they in pain? Why are they screaming? What's affecting them as, as biological beings, you know?
1: Yeah, that, that part... Okay, okay, scream for your lives. Your ship's been taken over and you're being forced to land on this alien planet, and you have to be scared. Oh, jeez, I'm dying!
2: Ah! All you UNSC soldiers have to be scared and puny and helpless.
1: That guy in the viewport looked very, very, very afraid and wanted to out.
0: Well, but he also didn't really look like a soldier either, so. Oh, actually, he was one of the few in the beginning
2: who was wearing uh, non-military clothing, I think. Don't don't hold me to that. Though.
0: Well, I, I do think so, though, because they not not all looked military, which was the other reason why I wasn't sure if it was a cover story or not for their boldly going.
1: Right. Uh, we're, we're back to talking about the live action.
0: Yeah, because we,
2: we covered it. We skipped over it too quickly. Didn't get yeah. all my thoughts out.
1: Yeah, Dave, Dave's horrible. Yeah, pushing this along too far, too fast, too soon.
0: It's because I had to spend <laughs> so much time, you know, boosting your E3 hub. But <laughs> <laughs> now have we covered the live action? Because I really want to talk about how the heck the Infinity survives that landing, let alone apparently six months later is sending away missions.
1: Well, it would make sense if, if it was being guided in.
0: But it also crashed, and we saw it crash.
1: No, we didn't see a crash. We've seen it on the ground. We didn't see how it got to the ground. We
2: didn't see the impact. It seemed like it was at a weird angle.
0: This is the, this is the, the Pillar of Autumn, except worse, because the Pillar of Autumn, I guess, still had its, its honeycomb structural integrity thing to fall back on, Yeah, and it wasn't lifting off at any time. But meanwhile, this is 3.5 kilometers long, or miles. Yeah, miles.
1: Well, I'm saying it makes sense if it was guided in and it was under some other control.
0: Well, but I mean I mean, guided in doesn't make – that makes sense why it doesn't crash but why it doesn't collapse under its own weight like a beached whale is what I'm questioning because it was built in space so it wasn't built for – it's not rated for atmosphere as far as we know. Why do you know? I'm just saying it makes
1: sense. Where have where has anyone said it wasn't rated for atmosphere?
0: Well, alright, they questioned the fact that the dawn could go into atmosphere, and that's a tiny, tiny ship.
1: That's because they knew otherwise. It's not because of the size, it's just because they they factually knew it was not meant to be inside an atmosphere. And nowhere does it state about the infinity not being rated for atmosphere, nowhere. Okay. So we I'm just saying factually that's the characters had that knowledge in, in, in the context of the stories, but we have no, no, no knowledge at all But the Infinity, whether it's rated for atmosphere.
0: All right, well, fine. Either way, it ends up on the ground, not permanently damaged, we assume, because we'll get to it later, I guess, but the Spartan Ops missions take place chronologically six months after the events of Halo 4. Uh, 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 are oh, we getting to that point in the discussion? I thought we. No, 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 no. We're just we're just putting that prefacing it, that that's there, that uh, apparently it seems likely that at some point it gets off the ground.
1: I think that's safe to assume.
0: Since to directly quote the
1: developers, you returned to Requiem. They were talking about the different uh fire the Spartan Ops levels. They were talking about Cauldron, and they were talking about other locales that they will visit, and uh, that weren't were on Requiem, so it's not just Requiem. So that means you have to get off Requiem, since you're being deployed from the Infinity.
2: Yeah. Okay. So then, after the Infinity crashes, there's this thing that floats up behind Chief, and he points his weapon at it, and then after recognizing what it is, he lowers his weapon.
1: Because what's he going to do against a big giant metal ball?
2: Or he recognizes what it is. Well, it's not like he didn't blow up a covenant ship single-handedly. I mean,
0: yeah, what could he do against a little orb? Not only does he not do anything, but the orb, which I don't remember what spoiled it, but it's a cryptum, it scans him and goes off anyhow. So, I mean, if the thing that makes me think is, all right, if the cryptum's occupant was an enemy of the chief why didn't he just splat the chief while he was buzzing off to go see the infinity
1: i don't think cryptums are are designed with a battle
0: mode even just physically yeah physically you could crush him right there (laughs) he saw how fast it goes off like bug on a windshield
1: yeah but that's 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 what if the cryptum has a battle mode for enemy squishing
0: design you know that's ah. Alright, and well, because you mentioned I think on the forums, Danny or someone else did, um, I went back and looked at cryptum and it describes it there's the pillar that speaks do you want to awaken Zod <laughs> the thing. But um the it's actually described as ovoid, so Vaguely egg shaped. I guess maybe Forerunners have perfectly spherical eggs that parts in three sections about a midline belt and it opens like a calyx, so it's, it's, which will be interesting. I guess it will. It's not like Darth Vader's egg. It apparently opens like a flower. Yeah, well, it, it's not just a, like a, a nesting doll kind of thing. It Apparently, it expands like a flower, which would be interesting to see, but we don't obviously see that.
1: And that that's not to say that the cryptum and cryptum is the same cryptum in, as in Halo 4.
0: Yeah, but it does actually seem to jive with what we've heard so far as, as far as their appearance. I, I I glossed over that. I really thought it was more of a a casket for whatever reason.
1: And was really funny is that um I was looking over at some forums, probably Waypoint, uh going by the, the tunnel this. And uh someone had uh, created a thread saying that uh, the chief recognized the the occupant of the sphere because uh and Cortana had recognized because they had met before apparently. And the reason why this person was asserting that they had met before and we're familiar with each other. Was because uh of the chief or says in that trailer, uh, you can guess where he's headed. Because one of the characters uses the term "he" in reference to the sphere, it was like, "Oh, they're best
0: buds. You know, I' they met before you no know, I Well, it could be. I think that's part of the the delicious, like, random ambivalences. It could be taken as there goes our enemy. We guess where he's going. The same place we are. We're going to fight him again. Or it can be taken as that not. I wouldn't say chummy, but oh, well, he's going there. We are too. Too bad he didn't give us a ride.
1: Yeah, come on, it's it's either one or the other. And what do you think it's
2: going to be? Seriously, you yeah. <laughs> know. But then, when he gets to the infinity, it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything aggressive. It's not really threatening them in any way. It's
0: just sitting there. It's not even. It's not even doing anything towards the encroaching covenant either.
1: So yeah, it hovers and stays there and. Uh, he knows what I was doing.
0: Well, it's important to note as well, well
1: it was confirmed multiple times, that uh, the level as we've seen it in E3 is actually a compact version of the actual level as you play it. That the encounters that we've seen, and obviously the cutscenes, they exist in that level, but they don't exist in terms of uh, the same pacing.
2: Well, yeah, because he skips from like a mountainous area to suddenly being in the jungle.
0: Seventy-seven point eight kilometers in about yeah thirteen seconds.
1: Yeah, and even the, the jungle itself. Apparently, there's there's various routes through the jungle and various pathways.
2: But they had them blocked off or something.
1: Yeah, well, it was just truncated. It, it was it was specifically cut down and condensed. For E3, just to make it, probably just to make it a better visual presentation for the
2: 10-minute window that they had. Yeah, to fit within the time limit. I'm hoping that that uh, reveal of the Prometheans, even though we already know what they're going to be, I hope when we play it's actually going to be more dramatic and uh, drawn out.
1: No, 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 everything we see on that level happens. It's only the timing between, and probably things also happen in between those
2: things. That's what I'm saying, is that... I'd like it to be more like the level 343 Guilty Spark, where you got glimpses of, in this case, it would be the crawlers, more than just once before you actually
0: encounter them. But, I mean, there were things in, like, Sierra 117 that changed. Yeah, that's the first mission. Yeah, so that changed, even though it was the same thing, like the Brutes capturing Johnson and beating up that one dude. I guess it's Stacker. No, that was Reynolds. Or I think actually it can change. It can be either Stecker or Reynolds, but either way, beating up the, those things. I mean, obviously they were still in the game, but they changed slightly. So I mean, it might be this is an early draft, and by the end, it's morphed slightly. Didn't morph me. What are you talking about? It might change. That's all I'm saying. Change me? No, just change. Doesn't physically change. <laughs> you said changed slightly. I was like, what? change yet yeah, change slightly the word not the name anyhow <laughs> it's all about you isn't it <laughs> yeah well before we get into the jungle I wanted to bring up the I guess when they have the the player takes control or whatever they have um, something new to the series they have video boxes that show the, um, the people you're chatting with or whatever well they had I, I shouldn't actually say that that's the first time because they had it very briefly in the prepare to drop cutscene in ODST in the very beginning. They had Dare and um Reynolds. Wait, or, no, not, that
2: was in the that was in the
0: pod Buck. itself. That was Yeah, in inside the pod. I mean so but it was the same basic thing. It was just integrated. Although uh late I uh, will say to Danny, later during the gameplay demo, there is a guy who just talks over the radio without seeing his voice. So I, they're obviously going to do both i think the people on uh halo radio pointed out that it doesn't quite make sense that cortana's in a video screen when she's supposed to probably be in your head which made me think maybe she isn't in your head at that point she's actually at a remote location and that she's not going to be necessarily tagging along why the would she time. be
1: at a remote location at that point in time
0: because we don't know the rest of the plot at
2: this point I did actually, this was one of the first things that stood out to me as, as off. Because, yeah, if she's in her head, we shouldn't be seeing her. It Not only does it kind of go against what we've uh, gotten used to, which I'm sure a lot of this game is going to be doing a lot, and that's fine, but it destroys a lot of the emotional connection between your character and Cortana. And that she literally is in your head, where I was placing
0: the video of her makes her seem... Yeah, more remote. Some people were saying, "Oh, well, this is done to like reinforce the connection." But I kind of agree with Isaac. It, it kind of it kind of cut, imposes a distance, where as this aliens in your head is a much maybe it's a little more abstract for players who haven't played before. But it's much there's much less distance, obviously, than having someone on a video screen.
1: I th- I think uh, if it helps players connect with the character, and so just
0: hearing the voice, they
1: can see a face. That's, that's the first obvious thing I would have thought of.
2: Well, who knows? Maybe it might even be integrated into Cortana's story a little bit. It'd be cool. And obviously, obviously, they want to show off the um, facial mo- motion capture technology a little bit. I mean, they, well, that's what, really what it boils down to.
0: And I mean, she did, I mean, whether or not it makes sense, she did look good in the thing. She, like, kind of, she changes where she's looking or whatever. Like, she suddenly noticed something or is startled or something like that. Yeah, but
1: that stuff isn't cheap. And we have it. You only use it, but yeah, definitely. Like uh, I, I just think they want yeah, like, like you were saying, they just want the players to connect more with the characters, and one of the ways you can do that is by actually showing the characters. Stand by what I said.
0: I agree, Isaac.
1: All right, then just to, uh just a recap, actually, where whereabouts the demo takes place. As we know from the Game Informer article, that was our first look at Halo Four, and, and give us the first details about the uh, the campaign. That um, the the Covenant come across the fort on the dawn, and and the um, the they, they, they boarded for whatever reason. Cortana wakes the chief up because there's signals on the the motion sensors and there's whatever else. So we get from that point where the chief discovers the Covenant fleet outside his wreckage and I assume they will be just outside the forward on the just outside the big gaping recream hole that sucks them in so whatever happens there's a transition the doors open up, they get sucked in then we come across the next part which would probably be the next level because the whole thing there on the forward is the opening level but the second level, the second part would be landing, crash landing on the Requiem's surface and you're by yourself, these new alien units, you don't meet them at all until the E3 demo takes place, so that's the third in the game. Up until that point you're only fighting Covenant, and that makes sense because the Covenant were sucked in and probably landed alongside you. So as you're going about exploring the place, that's where the E3 demo starts, I'd say.
0: So do you think it's the third mission or the fourth mission going by previous campaigns?
1: I think it's probably the third or it could be the fourth, depending on what they do with the Covenant and how they want the chief to interact with the Covenant before they introduce any of the, any of the other elements. But I think it's probably the third level. So your first level will be on the four-only Dawn, and then you crash into the planet. And then the second level will be exploring the place for the first time, going about do your business, looking around. Um, Cortana commenting on the, the alien place, commenting on the scenery, commenting on the buildings or whatever you encounter, And then the ship, the Infinity crashes through the clouds, queued the third level.
2: Although you're missing two things, unless this is at an earlier point in the third level that was cut. And that's Chief, obviously, Chief and Cortana becoming familiar with the Cryptum and whoever's in it.
0: I don't think that happens. You don't think so? So you you think it's you're going with the look at he, where he's going? It's I mean, just a generic... They,
2: they, would ra- they would probably say it because they don't even know that there's a person in there.
1: Yeah, wherever he's going, I'm going there. Oh, well, yeah, well, not let's go there ourselves. No, that's I think it's just a generic pronoun,
2: isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah I think but I, I, think, said, I think he would have said wherever that's going. I think Cortana would have said wherever that's going. Yeah.
1: Or maybe Cortana has a little bit of extra knowledge from her runnery stuff and she recognizes it's a cryptum and automatically assumes there could be someone inside it.
0: And obviously assumes it's a man.
1: I'm just I'm just saying I don't think there are, maybe maybe it popped up somewhere in, in level two. You know what
2: I mean? I mean yeah but there just has to be some brief introduction.
0: Brief. Yeah because I I just can't see from what we've seen the Master Chief act around potential threats, it doesn't seem like he would let down his guard even if there was nothing he could do. I don't know. It, it could go either way.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. There's definitely stuff that we don't know about. There's obviously going mean, be major events happening at every level. You know what I mean? At every point something happens and things change. But I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to fill in the blanks, as it were, with what we have mm-hmm. and let the game tell the real proper story. But just to give you an idea of where we think it is and how it's staged
2: and set up. So yeah, moving on to this uh,
0: awesome-looking Forerunner jungle. And and flying squids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Grizzly, I think, pointed that out on HBO. I hadn't noticed it before. The best comparison is that it... And, like, I can't unsee it now that it's
2: been said, that it looks so much like the Bongo from episode one.
0: <laughs> I suppose you'd have to watch star wars episode one again i i know that's a high penalty but then you would (laughs) understand it
1: i've watched that film more times than probably anyone i know unfortunately
0: well yeah but there's lots of cool and i definitely echo people's hopes that it's a little less linear than it looked in the demo but i'm assuming it's just frankie definitely made sure to mention that it's not going to be exactly like that but then we see covenant it was kind of cool
2: this is and, the first time we've seen a
0: jackaling, right? Uh yeah, we only saw concept art of it before. The jackals have been putting on weight or something 'cause they, they I think I think it looks so cool now. I, I don't know, it's just it they, they definitely went with well, it seems like they're doing that with Lost of the Covenant, but it's more Saurian than Avian. Like they've thickened up its neck.
2: I don't know. You ever seen a baby bird? They've got that weird thick
0: neck. Yeah, it's it's hard to say from just seeing that little bit, but it was it was cool to see him, and it was cool to see the little, um, like, the pecking order of the Covenant in progress. Like, the Jackals beating up on the Grunts and the Elites beating up on the Grunts. Yeah. I love the way the Elite just kicks the Grunt. And and, and the Grunts themselves,
2: like, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the redesign
0: of the Grunts, but, I mean, they look fine. Yeah, and they. I think the biggest thing is that they've still got the the same kind of speech and basic silhouette, same movement. Yeah, the jackal was moving much
1: much
2: more nicely. Yes. Yeah, speaking
1: sneak. of which, we also got the word 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 back.
2: Yes, yes, that made me so That's, happy.
1: Yeah, whenever you see an elite, it has to say word or at least once. Otherwise, it's just not a proper Halo experience. Did they say it in
0: Halo Three? I know they didn't in Halo Two.
2: I'm pretty sure they did say it in Halo 3. It was just a very rare occurrence, and it wasn't that enjoyable. It wasn't that
0: interesting. <laughs> it wasn't a good warp, war. warp. Yeah, it was just kind of. It was more like they were just speaking it like a warp, warp, warp. But we also got to see sword-wielding elites charging us, which was also cool.
1: That was awesome. That 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 moment that visually, I know it's scripted. Oh, I hate. To- People got have people really accused Microsoft this year of scripting that Halo stuff. as like, oh, scripted the hell and back. Oh, I know it is like a scripted moment within the sandbox, but it was
0: awesome. Well, and also I don't think they would go through the effort of particularly scripting the custom behavior of the Elite vaulting over something. I, I really hope that's more indicative of how they interact with the environment in general, because that's what was really cool to me, was that... Was I
1: the only one hoping that uh, Master Chief would have... Killed the elite, they took the shields, yeah. That that's way. what
2: you that's what they wanted people to anticipate, and then suddenly, whoa, that didn't end the way I thought it would.
1: I hope there's something in the game whenever you play it and you get to do that, the unlocks will have kind of extra dialogue or an alternative. No, something we Easter egg has to be there for killing that elite, or at least an achievement or something, you know.
0: Well, and that's actually I mentioned. What really annoyed me was with the um, the first data pad elite in reach was you could kill that hidden elite and it wouldn't change the story and that always really got weird like no one else noticed this guy right here like covenant on on reach really guys and like if they can do something like that where like you don't interact you don't meet the the i guess it's the watcher that kills him one of the new that kills him. Sort of change that. Like it'll disintegrate him, or if you kill the elite first, you interact with them in a different way. That would be really cool, to me.
1: I I don't see it happening though.
0: Don't crush my dreams. Um, on the on the subject of that orb, though, the beam that it shoots
2: out is that that's not the same as the, uh, uh, not the scatter shot. What's the other one called? Light the light rifle, or?
0: Well, we don't know what exactly kills him. It could be a, a one of the new enemies, or it could be something else. Like, we don't you don't see what it is. It just kind of blinks out. Yeah, all there is is a
2: little blue wo- light that's kind of sparking, and then it disappears, but the the beam it's, that it actually shoots out is like this orange.
1: looked like a sentinel beam, but with the same effect as the scatter shots.
2: Mm-hmm. And with the, the rapidity of a Spartan laser. It
0: might have even made the same sound effect, actually, now that I think about it. Or something close to it. I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but then in rapid succession we meet three different enemy types, the Prometheans. Well, first of all, what
2: do you guys think about the new
0: dissolve effect for the Forerunner weapon? It's cool. Like, I, I think I, I have a nitpick about the Forerunner weapons, but I think that the fact that they disintegrate them is just a nice something to set them apart, obviously.
1: I think they ever thought of that, the um, the person who is in charge of allocating and managing the system's memory and Halo 4's memory footprint must have been, must have had the biggest grin on his face ever. The, the, uh, the bipeds, whenever they're killed, they disappear completely and, it's, and it fits into the gameplay, and no one will question why that
0: thing disappeared. Which is cool, but then you have to consider the the budget of all those particles, which they don't seem to emit their own lights, but still, that's like a whole bunch of custom particles on the screen.
1: That's an effect that disappears instantly. At least, at least that thing lands taken out of memory. You know, I mean, it ceases. To, it's not an actor anymore on the stage.
2: My only my only complaint is that so many other games have done the dissolve like that. I mean, it's got its own unique look, but it's the same
0: general effect. Well, but I mean, that's always going to happen. I think it did actually. I mean, I'm a Star Trek fan. I've seen many like disintegrations in my day, and that was. Um, I mean, it wasn't the most interesting one to me, but it was definitely. It definitely had its own unique look. Yeah. I just think, I I don't
2: know, I really want them to, you know, fully realize the kill bugs.
0: (laughs) I just think that would have been so cool if if those had actually made it into the game. Which, in case you're listening and do not know what those are, the kill bugs were planned, was that for Halo 1 or 2? 2. Oh, it might have been 1, actually. But they would have been little lightning bug-like creatures that would have gotten tidied up the battlefield. They come out and section up the bodies
2: and fly off. of I mean, how cool is that? That's unique. So, what about the,
1: uh, the animes themselves? The uh, they look, I think all the animes look
2: like Metroid Prime
1: anime, Metroid Prime animes that were sort of dipped into the Tron universe.
2: Yeah. Well, the Forerunners have always shared a lot of similar
0: themes with the Tron-like stuff. Well, but I think it's also with what we've seen, they are, It's to me, it's you, like, look at a sentinel, which I'm going to be sad if, personally, if sentinels don't make some sort of appearance, I know that I'm, like, the only person in the world who cares about that.
1: Did you see the latest piece of, um, the latest concept artwork I uploaded to the forward unto Dawn.com concept art gallery?
0: No, I have not. Tell me, Danny, what's in this awesome artwork that is now conveniently available for my viewing pleasure on the Forward Unto Dawn concept art gallery?
1: Well, it was a piece that uh, Josh Holmes put up as his background on Twitter. Apparently, like I wasn't able to track down the original source, or whatever. But um, apparently, he put it up in his Twitter background, and they took it down. And it shows you these really awesome-looking new Sentinels, and this big, massive, random gravity well. The piece is called Gravity Well, and it's taken from the the Halo Four campaign.
0: All right, but all right, new sentinels are cool, but I I miss the old, like, three pronged ones. I do. I just want to see the ghosts of Onyx sentinels, honestly.
1: Well, these sentinels are awesome because they kind of remind me of the, uh, you know, the interrogation droid from Star Wars, where it's a big, fat, bulbous thing with a little needle sticking out. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's what
0: they remind me of. All the enemies with, like you said, the Tron thing, they are definitely, I think, a distinct. difference from any of the Forerunner visual styles we've seen I mean they've got some of the same elements but especially with the, the everything all sparkly, glowy, they are definitely different. I think I think that's
1: a good indication of the the vibe that they're going for I remember Frankie uh, during Halo, he wanted to try to push the difference between this new setting and the old settings that the new setting is vibrant it's active. What if you went to a forerunner place and it wasn't a ruin?
0: It was, it was active. It was alive. Well, and the other thing is obviously the difference between a sentinel and all the stuff we've seen is I mean, even the Watcher. We've got the crawlers, the kind of dog like creatures. We've got the Watchers, which kind of get spawned up these creatures. And then we've got the Promethean Knights, but they're all very, they're not organic. So Cortana has told us, but they look organic as opposed to the Sentinels, which have always been robotic to their core.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's as well. The the Promethean tag as well, and the and the fact that they're called knights, crawlers, watchers, whatever. We only we, we get that information uh, from the meta descriptions. They're not in game descriptions. We haven't got any information on any of this from inside the game. So we have no idea what the context
0: is of any of this information, of any of the names or anything, you know? I really hope they don't get named in the campaign. Like, they might, that they probably are in, like, Spartan Ops or something, because that's six months later. But if they aren't in the campaign, that'll be great. Just to further the fact that you don't know what's going on and you're kind of cut off and these are new. I think that would really enforce it. Not like Cortana saying, hmm, these things, they remind me of knights. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, Cortana's is probably
1: going to interact with the computer systems at some point people to learn. That out. Oh, I would hope yeah.
0: so. Also, the same thing goes with the weapon names. I don't want to see that in the campaign, really.
1: Whenever the weapons first came up for the first time, they were already, <laughs> al- they were already identified on your HUD by their yeah, proper Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of weird. Beyond that, I don't think you're going to... Yeah, I I wouldn't worry too much about that. The only thing you'll ever see talked about in the campaign is like super weapons that would be directly named and referenced, nothing else. Like you never hear the, the chief talk about any of the guns he's using ever.
0: Well that's because we talked about this on HBO. Canonically, the chief never uses any single weapon aside from a AR for the entire series, basically. He like takes he takes a break in Halo two and then he's back to the AR for everything. I don't know why they didn't keep that up because I loved that you could change what he was carrying in the cutscene, yeah, that was really cool, too. I agree, as much as I love the a r that was always kind of weird that it wasn't persistent, yeah, well speaking of speaking of the a r what do you think of the new one? It looks awesome. I mean, it is the classic thing, but I'm so glad they went back from the reach one because I can see why the reach one is good on its own respects, but it doesn't feel like a futuristic weapon the way that the Halo Three slash Halo Combat Evolved one does. I know they're different models. Yes, yes, yes. But
2: but they they fire completely differently as well. But I I think this one is the perfect like crossover between Reach and uh, Combat Evolved. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a blending of of everything I liked about the two into one weapon, and I'm I, I'm really excited to use it.
1: I have never been excited to use an AR, and I don't think you'll ever get me to be excited to use an AR. But it looks very effective against the crawlers.
0: I was kind of confused because it looked almost like the crawlers had an EMP effect when they mm-hmm. like when he meleeed them. I'm not sure if it's just they explode and they can do damage. Well, wasn't
1: it charging? Wasn't it charging the player? So
0: yeah, it seemed
2: it seemed to take his shields down right when he meleeed it, though. But then someone else later in an interview said that they don't have that, so it was just a. Bad appearance, I guess. One thing that's interesting is that
1: they're apparently very tough. If you can shoot them in the face,
0: they they kind of seem odd just because I don't see the forerunners running around with dogs. But I what don't. if what if they're based on the fairy?
2: Would they be based on an old dog? Well, what I mean, okay, they're based on earth earth dogs then. Why would the forerunners give two shits about what humans have domesticated? No, the
0: the forerunner had some as well, didn't they? Well, they were around the same area, so it's conceivable the Forerunners had contact with them.
1: But it's not that we have no indication the Forerunners kept pets at any time. Well, they indexed all life, I'm
2: I'm just saying it's a possible connection that just occurred to me at this moment. So throwing it out there. I mean, I mean the knights the knights have like Forerunner skulls. So saying that none of them are based on other designs is a little inaccurate. Forerunner skulls? How
1: do you know the knights have Forerunner skulls? They're not
2: human skulls. Though. We'll get to this when the knight shows up. Let's let's keep talking about the crawlers. And they blow up. There's like this liquid thing. Goo. Yeah, but why? Why do Forerunners have liquid
0: stuff? so like obviously it's emulsion. I assume that's a, a Mass Effect reference. Years of War. Okay, close <laughs> we've enough. We've seen the we've seen the orange
1: goo, but there's also red, uh, red, blue goo. Yeah, but I wouldn't read too much into the goo.
2: I just, I just think it's interesting.
1: That's the whole organic feel, because you have that sort of liquid explosion, so it does make it look and feel more organic.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, when the sentinels blow up, there's no goo that comes out.
1: But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, it does raise... The whole vibe of these enemies raises the whole question of why? why are they heck no organic like why are they built the way they're built why it's such it's different than the typicals forerunner bodic
0: well it makes me think that these guys have either been developed independently of the rest of the forerunner stuff or it's a dramatic evolution of that style by people or persons unknown
1: it kind of reminds me of it reminded me when that when Krypton came out and the uh, they introduced the uh, the war sphinxes it just, it just seemed really out of place like the concept of a war sphinx seemed out of place just because the design just didn't just didn't gel well with what we know and what we knew the Forerunners used and they
2: had not to mention a sphinx is a human mythology
1: yeah either. yeah but I, I think it's just the the, the overall design. That's why we get the, the, the term. But that that's what struck me when I seen these. It's alien to what we know and what we understand, what we think we know of the Forerunners.
0: Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Watchers, who are kind of... I love how the Knights see them out.
1: Yeah,
2: speak, speaking of Pooh Monsters.
1: <laughs> no, I do like those... The knights can can poop out watchers. The watchers then poop out the crawlers, and then they can sort of reanimate the knights whenever they die. And, right. and they give like, the benefits of the knights. They, they put the shields down. Uh, they, they, they protect them from grenades by lassoing them in the air and then chucking them right back. I
0: wonder if that works for rockets, too. Oh.
1: Oh, that would be awesome to find out.
0: Or like certain projectiles, they can just lob them right back at you. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be terrifying. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, bad for us, but I like the
1: round thing design that they have going there. It's visually, it's one of the most unique enemies we've we designs that we've ever seen in Halo, um, and far better than the other previous flying uh, the uh, the the buggers.
0: Go. Oh. Yeah, and the way that they kind of modify the battles is definitely interesting.
1: And that all ties in fictionally as well, because now we have these our units that spawn other units. You know what I mean? This is whole about like, the whole Forerunner stuff, and it adds more to the fiction and to the
2: universe that way. It just makes it more Or before, before we talk about the knights pooing out the watchers, let's talk about the watchers pooing out the crawlers, because does that make anyone else think of the design seed that was used in Cryptum to form the ship? I'd have to go back, but it feels more like just plain old teleportation. It, it's, yeah, it's hard to say for sure, but I get a sense, like, just the way they're spawned from nothing was very similar to the way the ship kind of came out of nowhere.
1: Well, it's not they're spawned from nothing. They could be summoned, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's attracting the AI from the
0: environment, maybe. Well, and, and that's another cool interaction i mean obviously it was scripted and using a grenade shooting the guy dead and then blowing him up with grenade was really nice touch
2: but when the crawlers are spawned by the watcher there's uh it's not like the teleportation we've come to know from halo there's like this static that appears across the ground and then they kind of like grow out of the ground it's 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 very different and maybe maybe i just need to see the animation up close better than i am in this video right now it's different,
1: for sure. Oh, by the way, one thing I find interesting is that in
2: the description of Spartan
1: apps, the Promethean units that we've seen, they were described as defense AI, specifically as defense AI. I'm not just saying that they're not just inhabiting the world, just doing, I don't know, cleaning stuff up and having a little village or anything. Just in case there's any doubt about what they're actually there for
0: and what they do. And so you get the cool night dudes with their freaky face plate intimidation things.
1: We were told whenever we were introduced to the knights. Um, the second playthrough on GameSpot, whenever they had Josh Holmes uh, just talk through the the game as he was as he was playing it, he he revealed there and then subsequently on IGN, I think it was that the. There's two types that we see there. There's the standard knight. He didn't give any name to that. But there's a second one that teleported and did all the visual we you no know, we teleporty stuff and then like zoomed up to your face and whatever else. That one was the lancer variant of the knight.
2: That could just be the difference Elite Ultra and a minor. Yeah.
1: And speaking speaking of hierarchy, it was in one of the trailers they showed the 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 crawlers The knights and the uh, the watchers and they were a different color. No, they they, instead of glowing orange, they were glowing blue, and that we very very small clip. I think it was from one of the end Spartan up videos. But the uh, the the crawler looks slightly different. The knight kind of looked different, and the watcher you couldn't really tell. I think that the colors just act the same way as the colors have done in every other Halo game. That those are because you see the change, the visual changes on them. They were just. No, like a more beefier versions of the same units,
2: mm-hmm. it's possible. They also have the the knights have this uh, glowing hair, whatever dreadlock, yeah,
1: thing. yeah, yeah. Like visual indicators and indicators basically, these are the same units, but they're slightly more badass.
2: So, back to the T Rex hands,
0: yeah, the tiny little T Rex hands.
2: How I'm looking at those and how are those not organic? I mean, those look like perfectly sized human or forerunner ants. Like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't... It Actually, what it really reminded me was the some of the Bioshock concept art when there were supposed to be these giant insects that grew out of people and they had like little pieces of the people left behind. What? I never saw that. Oh, I'll Sounds have to cool. show you. It's It's really, actually, really cool. But I don't know what exactly that's supposed to be about. Um I think it was Capac or I don't even know how to pronounce people's names on um, yeah, yeah, on the forums. Um he was thinking that they were repurposed humans, which doesn't to me fit with the skulls. But it's an interesting theory nonetheless. Yeah, that or that they were repurposed something, that they are no longer organic but through the use of a composer or something similar. They might have Might have been Sort of subverted From something Originally organic
1: Okay Since we're going to Since we mentioned The composer And going Along the lines Of the speculation Articles That we ran On the site About who we thought The Halo 4 Big Bad Was going to be um, Given What we've seen In the trailer Guys uh, What do you think Do you think We've got our answer now
2: Well the obvious surface level answer is yeah, it's the didact. There's the didact symbol and the, the the didact talks to you. It's the didact.
0: It definitely. I was kind of thinking, all right, well, that's like even more obvious that it's the didact when I was watching that. But and, then and it
1: wasn't obvious in the fifth terminal, was it? An anniversary.
0: It was the the last terminal? That'd be the tenth one. Yeah, there yeah. you could. I still think there's wiggle room. All right, you can. He's just talking about the didact. I mean, that's not necessarily. But what got me interested was someone noticed. Um, obviously, the the didact symbol is slightly different in the final thing where it says there's an ancient evil, and it's rotating, and on NeoGaf, Frankie said something about. He might have been spitballing random stuff, but he said something about the unbound state and that made me start thinking about what if the difference in the icon means something?
1: That's because it was uh, a user had the older didact symbol and Frankie said that's Frankie referred to his icon, his avatar and said, well, that's because that avatar is. It looks familiar. Yeah, they said the new one in Fort looks familiar, and Frankie goes, "Well, that's because it's not be- that user's avatar is not in its unbound state." Ooh.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what that means. And then someone, maybe it was you, Danny, said something about maybe it's like key turning or something. Well, I posted a by
1: psychic comparison between the old one and the new one. The
0: So-called the the
1: they're the same.
0: Yeah, and so then maybe I was thinking, all right, well, maybe then. Because then I started looking back at how the chief approached the, the cryptum and it didn't quite make sense if he was the enemy that he would be doing certain things. And so that's why I started thinking maybe that it's something like a rotating lock. Um, I think Daedalus on um, the Four on forums was talking about maybe it being some sort of mention to he's the keeper of he's guarding whatever's the ancient evil is. And somehow it gets released like things tend to when they're ancient evils when humans and covenant are around. That would I just think that I'm torn between I want it to be something different, and yet I don't see I cannot imagine a game developer spending as much time to actively punk their audience.
1: I I have a crazy random theory here. And I know it's probably not gonna be right, but um I have a theory about how it's all connected up with the Didact. Do you remember in Primordium Cryptum? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Cryptum is a bit it's getting a little bit t- getting a little bit late here. But um you remember when the Didact died? Yes. Who killed the Didact?
2: Yeah, the master builder.
1: And uh that was the, the literal end of him, wasn't it? Apart from his memories being printed and, and unlocking
2: in Bornstellar, we never actually saw him die.
1: Yeah. Well, what if, and we know we can put this, we put some of the things together here. What if the Master Builder used the Composer on the Didact, mm. and transferred his conscious as or whatever, whatever we did with the Composer into an AI body or an AI form?
0: But for what purpose?
1: Revenge. Yeah, and, and then put them in the Shield World, and as. Uh, put them up to some purpose or some use because we all know that Master Builder Lowe's has AI.
2: tell you this much. Seeing a, a confrontation between the uh, uh, quote-unquote good didact and the repurposed didact uh-huh. would be awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the basic sort of thing I start off my head with.
2: You know, Danny, I'm proud of you. This is the most rampant <laughs> speculation I think I've, I've heard from you.
0: You've been listening to the Rampant and Speculation Corner on Forward Enterland Podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm usually not one for the the crazy wild silly stuff, but I don't know. I just thought it was worth a punt because I don't want it to be didact. I mean I really don't want it to be the obvious didact. I've told you guys I don't want it to be didact. And I haven't wanted it to be didact for a long time.
0: Well, and a lot of people in the forums have also said it might be that he is the enemy for now. And, I mean, we've got two whole games after this for the status quo to change. And so maybe he's the enemy now, but we'll soon figure out that we're on the same side.
1: Against who? You're going to enter the fourth faction to fight against?
0: Against the ancient evil. They haven't gotten to that part yet. They're teasing the ancient evil.
1: I don't know. I think that's that's like mirroring the original trilogy too much
0: i wouldn't put too much we all right in three games we were fighting the covenant but we were never fighting a singular i mean we didn't have to sustain a big bad for three whole games i'm not sure how well you could do that without the narrative tension kind of disapparating this is we need to sustain the big bad at all then what would the rest of the reclaimer trilogy be like i i just feel like that what they're setting it up to be so interconnected I,
1: the rest the rest of the reclaimer trilogy is whatever the f*** gotten off of recream because it's, it gets off recream because cortana wasn't too happy about letting something something off the planet
0: so wait is she when... i guess since we're branched in speculation we can get back to something concrete was she on the infinity bridge when she was saying that all right and what got me was I asked other people, and they didn't really know what was going on either, was, yeah, there's, like, the random quick cut of, like, the Chief or someone else's fist clenching, and I have no idea what the significance of that is. I I think that's just to
2: show that Chief is going to be faced with a
0: really, really intense struggle that leaves
2: him, like, literally dying on the floor or close to it or whatever. So how
1: do you convey this this epic internal struggle? Well, look at a clench... I can't Can you can't clench. Can we do a butt clench? No. Fist clench? Yes.
0: My crazy speculation for Halo 4. There's gonna be about 90% less butt shots compared to Reach. That's just my, my personal thinking. I
1: don't know that New Cortana. I I going by the uh form reaction whenever they first seen that new Cortana. I think that the the demand is still there for them.
0: (laughs) Well, the internet is the internet. I just don't want to think about that. Yeah, please no. Skipping back from Cortana, we kind of glossed over and touched on it a couple of times, but we saw two new weapons, the scattershot and the... What's the other one called? Light rifle. Light rifle, which I think are personally really cool, kind of repurposed Forerunner weapons that have the hands-down the best pick-up animation of any weapon in the Halo series? Uh, oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the second that he picked
2: up the first Forerunner weapon, that was probably, at that point in watching the E3 demo, that was the high point for me. Just just seeing that thing assemble in your hands was like, that's a dream come true. I've been wanting that since Halo 2. Like, oh,
0: they they just nailed the design on the Forerunner weapons as far as I'm concerned. Well, and the other thing it always it also made me think of is we've always had this talk, especially in the books, about how like this stuff's, all this Forerunner tech supposed to react to Reclaimers, and here's an in-your-face example. Although the the one thing I'm sad about with the Forerunner weapons, I understand why they did it for multiplayer, but it's weird that they get reloaded, like the scattershot gets reloaded with shells, yeah. basically. And I thought it yeah. would be yeah. really cool if it, like, reformed or whatever when it was recharging instead of reloading. Yeah, the Forerunner just seemed beyond shells. Yeah, you could do...
2: You could do anything else, and it could have the same functionality in gameplay, but it would just fit so much better with what we already know about the Forerunners. Though. It did kind of bug uh. me. That was, that was the one thing, but, but I think there's a minor complaint given how awesome the Forerunner weapons seem in general, yeah.
1: I just think it's just a small, small, isolated example. Just what We'll keep it in there as a game thing because it's, it's easier to understand. It's simple. People, It works how people expect it to work. There we go. Just just keep it. Do it. If that's something I would be up in arms about. Anyway. It's definitely no pillar of autumn being in two places at once.
0: Well, in, on the subject of... Um forerunner weapons we've also gotten a pretty detailed look at a lot of the human and covenant stuff as well including what's the new replacement for the plasma rifle called again? storm rifle yeah the storm rifle which is sort of apparently a fusion between the plasma repeater and the plasma rifle which and also i'm gonna say the carbine just because it it looks
2: so much like the carbine, it seems so much more accurate than either of the two you said.
0: Yeah. Well, which is good because they're I mean, I understand why they made the plasma repeater, but it was ultimately a waste in as far as matchmaking. Yeah, it's my least used weapon. Yeah. It it just doesn't work because automatic weapons that are not I hit scan are not really that useful in Halo. Now,
2: weren't they saying that the Storm Rifle was also a newer Covenant weapon?
0: Uh, Yeah, well, they said, once again, kind of giving us spoilers for what goes down in um, the next Kilo 5 book, is that it was developed during the elite Civil War. So there's definitely going to be a Civil War, and they're going to develop some kind of nifty toys out of it, apparently. What I've noticed the most is that while they've kind of drastically redesigned the Covenant and, to a degree, the Forerunner aesthetic, the all the weapons are remarkably consistent. I mean, all the Covenant weapons are now a darker color, but overall, their silhouettes are remarkably unchanged. I just think it's interesting. I think the new sword looks pretty cool. Like It's such a subtle difference. But yeah, it's think- a subtle difference. I'm not going to complain about it. No, I'm pretty happy about what they're doing with all the weapons. Yeah, I'm definitely the weapons are definitely my favorite redesigned element. And the ghost looks pretty sick, I have to say.
2: I'm still expecting more new human weapons, though. I'm still waiting to see some more human weapons with Forerunner tech infused. I mean, I know we're going to get straight-up Forerunner weapons, but I, I really would like to see some
0: human weapons using Forerunner. And it's actually, I was about to say that, it would probably six months would be too soon. But then again, we have been adapting Forerunner technology before, so it would be kind of cool to see. Or even if it was something like instead of the Spartan laser, we would gotten the Spartan laser, now with 100% more Forerunner blasty beams, like yeah. just some sort of ad- adapting that tech and grafting it onto an existing weapon would have been kind of cool. Yeah, it doesn't have to change gameplay
2: that much, just just as long as it feels like the universe is being pushed forward more.
1: You know what's kind of funny? The um the way the waypoint site in the um describing the story background for Halo 4 describes the conclusion of um the, uh, the the war and defeating the floods is thanks to uh humanity and uh, the discovery of Forerunner technology that give us the edge. It's a kind of a bending of uh, what what actually happened, but
0: um Well, but to look at it from a I guess historical perspective it could really seem that way i mean we kind of go through different phases on you're you're evaluating an event based on your value system that you have so if you just came out of the war and you've got all this fancy new tech you could kind of see it as being we won because of this sweet new technology that we got
1: uh, it's kind of funny because um it mirrors uh ancient humanity um as it was presented in the Forerunner trilogy, how um, we were beaten back by the Flood and the Forerunners, and when we finally beat the Flood, it was at the, at the cost of losing the the other war to the Forerunners, and they beat us back to this one we planet, and we held off for 50 years against the Forerunners because we happened to, happened to uh, fall back on the stash of precursor technology. So we, we got the edge over them, but uh, we eventually crumbled in the end. I thought it was kind of mirror and that's our situation. It was we stumbled onto better toys than everyone else had and that's how we got our edge. Funny how it's never human ingenuity. It saves the day. We never think our own way out of things. It's always the gods give us fire. Prometheus? <laughs> I was trying to reference that without referencing that. Oh, God.
2: Sorry, it's on my mind. We know, we know. (laughs) I just...
0: Alright, I won't bear us off topic.
1: Yeah, just tell me bad sci-fi films
0: later. We've already, like, hit up a couple so far. It's been bad sci-fi episode. But the other thing that came out of... I'm not sure where it originally materialized. I guess the prototype main menu and what could be there, but not Requiem, but... A ring world, a halo, with what appears to be a destroyed-looking planet right next to it.
2: Or probably a moon, if that's a halo. Although it could be one of the larger halos.
0: Yeah, it reminded me of, well, lots of people were saying maybe it's Installation 07, um, and the thing, the planet, it's not the exact same, but it, it bears a resemblance to the mind out moon at the center of the arc that was being used to build halos which makes me think greater arc, but I don't know where they're going with that. It's going to be very interesting to see how that comes into play because
2: we know everything in the books counts and factors into the story, so...
1: And why would they introduce the the fact that the arc that we've seen is actually a lesser arc and there's one that should be, what, three times bigger? Literally three times bigger at the very
0: least. That's pretty effing huge, yeah.
1: And the, basically that the book just sort of name drops that this thing exists and it's not something you can forget about. Then again, Glasslands Glasslands and Onyx introduced this humongous Forerunner thing, which may just be casually forgotten about very shortly. Maybe the getting off the planet is going to Halo, because all evil in the universe needs a Halo to activate.
0: Yeah, basically. Halos, that's where everything
2: goes on. I'm just interested to see how 343 Industries utilizes a Halo in terms of, Story and how it factors into Master Chief saving the galaxy or or beginning to save the galaxy.
1: I wonder if the new Halos
0: have um, fins. Oh, I'm sure they do. I mean, it, it's. I don't. I don't think so, honestly. Really? I I think that was just. I think that was just.
2: I don't Saber, think they'd bring it out of... without
0: without making it a consistent theme. Yeah,
2: but I don't know. I feel like it was done in the anniversary. Kind of wean us of the uh, the halos that we're used to and, and get us used to seeing
0: this new one. <laughs> I hope not. Because, all right, well, if that's true, I will like go out and make a t shirt and be like, Halos don't have fins, believe.
1: Uh, he said weenus.
0: What? <laughs> wean us? <laughs> okay, there, Danny. Somebody needs some sleep.
1: I'm Cut. sorry. I, I just thought no, that no. Was...
0: the robot needs his rest interval. <laughs> <laughs> Cycling down.
1: <laughs> I, just, I i sorry. Just I just thought weenus was enti- <laughs> entirely funny.
2: <laughs> what is going on?
1: <laughs> oh, you have to squeeze weenus in there somewhere in the introduction.
0: Mm-hmm. That could be it right there. Okay, anything else since Danny's rapidly approaching ludicrous comprehension? <laughs> anything else to talk about? Um, there's a cool shot of Chief
2: falling out.
0: Yeah. I Actually, I was really sad when I looked at that because for a second I thought it was the classic Mark Six. Oh. And I was like, yes! Wait, no. Oh i'm i my hopes are kind of crushed that that's ever going to be explained that's that's crushed, but the fact that they made an arctic b r skin for retailer incentive makes me hope that maybe there's a classic b r skin that you see in the first couple of levels i oh, would that would be really I cool. would die for that but I think that's that's just like
2: a a material not not the actual model itself yeah Shh. I can still hope. I can still believe. That would be awesome. Oh, oh, oh! The the. Okay, we see the the end of the trailer has a lot of good stuff to pick over. Master Chief walking alongside some Spartan fours who look kind of like ODSTs.
1: That leads into what I was saying earlier about the Spartan fours not being present in the opening video. Sorry, the opening video, the E three live action stuff that. The chief doesn't have Spartans. If there are Spartans on board, he would be leading the fracking Spartans. He's the fracking Master Chief, you know? So the fact that there's no Spartans in those in, in that one scene that we've seen may indicate the Spartan 4s don't actually get involved in the Infinity until it leaves the three cream altogether.
0: So you're saying that you think that shot of the Master Chief was from Spartan Ops because they have said that we'll encounter the chief in Spartan Ops.
1: No, it's from Spartan Ops. It's from the campaign. But if you look at the campaigns, well, we see the mammoth and the chief and the, uh, and the warthog coming out of the mammoth. And we see the scorpions and we, with the ghosts. But we don't ever see Spartans in the campaign shots. Any of the campaign shots where he's interacting with the rest of the UNSC, there's no Spartans there. If there were Spartans in the Infinity and they came down and the chief was there, he would be leading Spartans in the battle. But we've seen no evidence of that whatsoever. In fact, we've seen the opposite. The chief leading Marines and the ODSTs in the battle. So that means that the, the Spartans from Spartan Ops are not on the Infinity when it crashes into it crashes in, on, on Recream.
2: Where else would they be?
1: They won't be actually on board until the Infinity goes back to Earth, maybe,
0: or something, or whatever. Hmm. Seems a bit fishy.
1: It seems It's incomplete. They're not Spartans. They're definitely not Spartans. What makes you say that?
0: They don't look like Spartan 4s as we've seen them. But they don't look like ODSTs. But they don't look like Spartans. I, the reason they look more like ODSTs than Spartans is because we haven't seen Spartans with regular visors. They've got, they've
2: got these big packs on their back that are either jet packs or thruster packs or just the Spartan shield generators. I, I don't know. I think they're Spartans. And actually, honestly, it looks like the um, the Mark VB helmet that, that Noble Six wears.
1: I don't mind being wrong, but like I said, that's the live action stuff. And that stuff just basically told me, and the way I view it is, there's no Spartans there. The chief will not interact with Spartans in the campaign.
2: I don't see the Infinity going back to Earth, so that means that
1: somehow... Well, I did
0: the word's going to go, but... Well, maybe the, maybe the Spartans get locked out of Requiem or something. I don't know.
1: Whatever happens between the end... Don't forget, playing Spartan Ops spoils the campaign for you. When, how, why that happens, we'll never know until we play it. But just by playing it is a spoiler. And I think that's the spoiler itself, is the Spartan Force.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> I could be wrong, but I'm just trying to piece together how it makes sense to me right
2: now. And that's just you've, you've definitely <laughs> brought up a lot of points, Give me a lot to think about.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely see more on the on the lead-up to this. I, think, I was actually disappointed we didn't get to see a full match of Spartan Ops, because I wanted to see a full episode of Spartan Ops, even a full mission of Spartan Ops. I wanted to see the anime, the, the the intro. Apparently it wasn't finished, so it was like a, a 2D comic, sort of not not final thing, so it was going to be a CGI movie. I want to see that. But there's a reason why they didn't show us any video footage of it. They showed us clips. He'd give us a lot of information, but he didn't show it. And he I think that's very telling. Yeah. That was in the, the giant bomb thing. And it was kind of funny because uh, I seen Frankie's freaked out face during the, the giant bomb interview because um, Josh was talking about Spartan Ops and he casually started saying, You know, well, you don't get too attached to some of these characters. Frankie's eyes bulged out of his head <laughs> whenever he said that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, people are going to die in Spartan Ops, and they aren't coming back.
0: Well, that's because now there's Spartan 4s, and no one's keeping track of how many there are, so kill them away, (laughs) IK. Yeah,
1: but apparently Captain Del Rio of the Felicity is a major character in the game.
0: I hope we get introduced to them in the Thursday War. I mean, I imagine we would be, but... I really hope they spend some time laying Well, isn't some... it
2: all... Is It's mostly going to be in Forward and to Dawn.
0: Yeah,
1: because that would be the best buddy Master Chief never had, apparently.
0: What about this giant mech thing in the trailer? Yeah, I was wondering about that. It doesn't look like a Cyclops,
2: and that's why I'm No, it's definitely and... not a Cyclops. It's got, like, missile pods on the side.
1: It's a brand new mech. Ooh. If you want to know what's called, just roll the... Um ancient random greek mythology d20 and you'll get something <laughs> the question is is whether or not you think the chief will be piloting the goliath
0: you mean the titan <laughs> well they did say that we would be messing around piloting stuff that was larger than the cyclops
2: so. and i remember when uh when prototype came out frankie said that we might be seeing stuff like that in the future so it does make me think of this
1: i don't know i'd i i do not see it I hope not. At least,
2: so so is the, is it officially called a mammoth? Yes.
1: Yeah. By officially, you mean like the 343 guys have have pretty much nodded their head and winked, but it's not in any official documentation yet.
2: Okay. Uh, but it is the
1: mammoth.
0: Yeah.
2: So seeing how big that is compared to the Forthog, I can't wait to get that micro ops series starting up. Do so we want to talk about the Infinity and that uh the Covenant Cruiser next to it? The like size difference or You mean like just... how it's
0: ridiculously tiny? Yeah. Like it makes no sense.
2: Yeah, it it
0: no sense at all. I think that was probably just artistic license not dealt with yet. Cuz yeah, those so. CCS Battle Cruiser should not be that small. I think it's just a size issue.
2: I mean, you can see it next to what should be like escape pods or archer missile pods and it's yeah, it's, it's way yeah. too... Unless the Forerunners have a shrink ray. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, well, anything else before we wrap up? That's that's all I've got. All uh, right. Anything else to add, Danny? No, no, no. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I guess that concludes this episode of the Forward Under Dawn podcast. You can rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. Uh, leave us comments there or on this episode's page under the comments section or you can join our forums and join in in the discussions there. Thanks for listening and goodbye.